0: to the Lita Lowdown, your one-stop shop for all things Orphan Black. On this week's Lowdown, we'll be recapping the third episode of Season 1, Variation Under Nature. The synopsis on IMDb. Are going to
1: introduce yourself?
0: No. No <laughs> one's going to know no. who I am.
1: No I... one's going to no know us.
0: I am your announcer and forgetful host, Amal.
1: And I'm D.T. Your other host, our third host. Once again, Ari is absent today, unfortunately. but you'll unfortunately. Hopefully, we'll have her for the fifth episode.
0: But anyway, about this synopsis. So, uh, IMDb says Sarah has reinstated Beth into the de- into the detective force just as law enforcement finds Katya Obinger's body. That's it. That is.
1: That's really confusing. It's like Sarah reinstates Beth.
0: Whatever. Why can't Beth reinstate Beth? There's no
1: It's Beth, damn it. Gosh darn it.
0: And the keywords? The keywords are clone, big surprise there, motorcycle, Irish Wolfhound, and Distorted Voice.
1: Where does the Irish Wolfhound come in? I I think that's Mrs. S.
0: We will now refer to Mrs. S as Irish Wolfhound, (laughs) her pro-wrestling name.
1: It totally fits, too. But I'm really disappointed that they didn't have nudity in this one, because there was actually nudity. I know. It's not sexy nudity, but it's nudity.
0: It's omitted advertising instead of false advertising.
1: (laughs) Best kind. Anyway... So uh, this episode, again, opens right where it closed. In the last episode, we're still in Allison's basement with Kasima and Sarah. And Sarah is in a state of shock. We haven't seen her in a state of shock like this before. She's sort of giving an account of her history, what means that she's an orphan and where she came from. And Allison is like, this is bullshit.
0: Yeah, Allison was really letting her middle... America, or middle-class suburban flag fly this episode. She was judging Sarah's shit pretty hard in the opening scene.
1: And uh, I also want to acknowledge this as the first three-clone scene. Tatiana was playing all three clones, and that scene probably took two to three days at that point to shoot, because they're still getting their shit together. And once again, they were using the Techno Dolly.
0: The Techno Dolly. Techno Dolly.
1: And uh, Catherine Alexander again was playing one of the clones and I'm not sure who played the third one. Yeah, do du- they
0: have for the double-double, what do you call them, body double-double?
1: Body doubles. Um, clone doubles I would say. Um, I mean, I think they have two to three extra when they need it, but uh, Catherine Alexander is always the standby for Tatiana.
0: She's the head double.
1: Yeah, and uh, Tatiana is very good about giving her credit in pacing and how to play a scene and really they're collaborative in doing it. Yeah,
0: cause she's awesome.
1: Um, and I, you know what I really love about this scene is that we really see how different Kasima and Allison are. Kasima's uh, you know, she has dreadlocks, she's from California, you could hear it in her voice. And she really talks with her hands and she's really enthusiastic about the philosophical and scientific implications. She's not so much taken by the personal circumstances that she's in, which, I don't know, for me it's sort of an insight into who she is, uh, what kind of childhood she had. Um, she probably had some pretty open parents, especially if she's a white girl walking around with dreadlocks.
0: (laughs) don't see that every day.
1: You do not see it every day, you don't see it that neat. don't want to, you know, give a shout out to the hair and makeup team for doing such a great job with these three. Um, I know for Allison, she has a, a piece that just slides into the front for the bangs and then her hair is pulled back. For Kasima, um, it's more of a net. I'm not sure how to describe it. The hair and makeup team have given interviews about it. And understandably, they don't want to give actual specifics on how they do it. But it is a hair net that they place over Tatiana's hair. Anywho, back into the scene. Uh, I love that Cosima is just talking, you know, very enthusiastically about how fascinating it is that they're all clones and, like, how do they do it? Not necessarily frightening, you know, frightened at this moment, but fascinated that there's Sarah, and Sarah is impersonating Beth.
0: Yeah, she's kind of more... I want to say blown away by just, like, how outlandish this whole situation is. Whereas Allison is more, like, actively upset because she really liked her calm, peaceful, suburban life. And now all these fuckers are coming in and ruining it. And it really comes across in their dialogue. Right. Uh, Allison is really, like, I want to say aggressive and just sort of... um,
1: um, like she doesn't rate. She she at this point she doesn't really. Yeah,
0: she's like she, dismissive towards Sarah.
1: Right. She doesn't trust Sarah. She doesn't like Sarah. She doesn't like surprises, and she she admonishes Kasima from giving her any kind of information. And then finally she's like, "What you you want? You want answers? Fine. We're clones, and someone's trying to kill us." And Kasima's understandably like, "What the fuck, do you Yeah, that was, to-
0: that was so not cool, Allison <laughs> Don't be like that. And, of course, this bombshell kind of, like, freaks Sarah out quite a bit, so she needs some time to decompress. And while they're dealing with that inside, outside, Felix is getting acquainted with Allison's equally type-A neighbor, Ainsley, who is out walking her dog and sees Felix sitting in a suspicious-looking car Jaguar, on her block and decides to go in.
1: And she's wearing what, her what?
0: what?
1: <laughs> she's she's her wearing pajamas. her pajamas. And uh, Felix talking to himself is like, bitch that guards hell. So,
0: um yeah, he um, after that run-in with the neighborhood watch, Felix decides to get out of the car and go somewhere less conspicuous.
1: Yeah, and you know, we see through the window, um, from his perspective that Cassima's walking around talking to Sarah and we switch into Cosima and she says It's actually kind of cool. Before she hears a sound behind her and it's Felix sneaking around and Allison turns on the lights and pulls a gun on him and it's like, who the fuck are you and what the fuck are you doing here? Um, She clearly doesn't want anyone in a clone club.
0: Yeah, she's just been, her life has just been lousy with intruders lately.
1: Right, and so Sarah immediately knows what might be up and jumps to uh, Felix's defense and is like, Allison, don't shoot him. He's my brother. He, he means no harm. And she's just like, "What the fuck is this?" And uh, she finally lowers the gun, and Sarah like walks stalks over and slaps her across the face and says, "If you ever pull a gun on my brother again, I'll kill you." And I think it I think that scene is it's just brilliant.
0: She earns some definite relatability points there she shows um not only that like she cares about her family like not just here but also for felix and it's one of the uh i want to say more conscious parts where she's starting to show the audience that she's not just this like self-absorbed person who only cares about herself
1: right um and so, you know, they go back to Felix's house and they decompress, and, uh, Sarah's having a breakdown. Um, she realizes that she is involved. There's no way that she can, uh, escape, but she's still fighting it.
0: Yeah, she still really just wants to get the money from the account back from art and leave all of this mess behind. And Felix is basically playing the voice of reason, in the scene, like, uh, you can't do that, like these people look like you and someone's trying to kill all of you so you should really like stick around and try and see what the hell's going on here but she's like no i just want my daughter and my money that's all i want
1: right um so i forget why is there a reason exactly why she pushes to go back to the station as Beth? like does someone say something to her
0: no she just was stopping by the canvas art and see if he would give right. her money back and, but while she's in the station uh, talking to him, the chief calls them into his office and it's like, boom, you're reinstated. Here's At your bad badge.
1: news. At yeah. bad news, here's your badge. Boom. And. Uh,
0: Canadian police.
1: A. Well, well, I, A. I, love, <laughs> I love Canada. I love Canadian jokes. We should make more of them. Yes. Um, so what happens next is really interesting because... Um, while Sarah, as Beth, is back on active duty, Art still doesn't trust her and trust that she knows what she's doing. Um, and here's why, um, they get a call, there's a 1040, 1045, a 1045 and that means a body was, uh, discovered at an active mine of some quarry sort, quarry. quarry, and guess whose body it is, Katya's. And so Sarah's like, oh shit, and <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. in yeah. a panic
1: calls Casima.
0: It's just like, so uh, remember that that body you told me to hide? Yeah, um, they found it. And Casima's more like, wait, so how do you know? Oh, you're you're being Beth right now. You're being a police officer. <laughs> you're impersonating <laughs> a police officer right now.
1: Right, and um, you know, Casima being like the science. Sciency type is like, well, of course if none of us have criminal records, they shouldn't be able to trace those fingerprints.
0: That's not a problem. Right.
1: <laughs> but this is Sarah we're talking about, this grifter. Petty thief. Thievery and uh, also lost Assault. youth. Yeah. Assault.
0: Uh, your record's not squeaky clean, so this is another wrinkle in the little plan and she has to solve it.
1: And, uh, um, she's, you know, really pushing Kasima for answers, and again, Kasima is like, give us the briefcase. You know, the briefcase that she got from Katya's, uh, hotel, that, that's the reason why they were meeting at Allison's, to get that briefcase, and Sarah was still
0: reluctant. Reluctant to cooperate. Yeah,
1: and now Kasima's like, welcome to the trip, man, and give me the briefcase, and we'll talk. Yua uh, answers, I want the briefcase.
0: Yeah, she basically uses um, her knowledge of fingerprint, law enforcement fingerprint protocol, uh, sort of to dangle the carrot from the stick and get Sarah to come in with the briefcase.
1: Right,
0: and um, maybe at the bar.
1: Well. So, Art realizes that Sarah did not put the ammo into Beth's uh, gun, so they were basically like, you're on desk duty, Uh, I'm going to go out with Angela DeAngelis, and you could just eat shit. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Sarah pulls off some more, like, foolery with uh, this kid at the station called Raj, basically flirts with him because he's checking her out and she sees an opening, so he gets her no she gets him to um change the passwords on her computer and also track down the uh motorcycle tracks that they find at a park, and they went to the park because this person called the station in a fake no it's not fake it's a real Russian accent with a distorted voice, and art is like we love distorted voices, and uh gives them a clue like. The person you're looking for, or the person who died, expired at Allendale Park, so that's where they go. And they find um, the, the windshield glass from uh, Beth's car, and they look around and they find the sniper's nest, which has the head of the Barbie doll that was in Katya's hotel room, yeah. and now it has Katya's haircut, and it has a shot to the head in it. So they know that this is where the killer was nested. And also they find tracks and so are being really annoyed with Beth or Sarah's Beth right now is like go fucking find those tracks. And then Sarah's like okay, Raj, go find the tracks. Delegating. And then uh, and then she goes to meet Kasima at a bar. And it's really funny. I really like this scene.
0: Yeah, that was kind of the first instance of clone-on-clone bonding in the series. So they, yeah. They kind of start off all serious and business-oriented. Uh, Jasima fills in Sarah on how the whole conspiracy got started. Uh, apparently Katya was the first one to contact Beth with this crazy story about a bunch of people who looked like her getting hunted down all over Europe. And Beth uh, used facial recognition software to locate and contact the other clones. And that was how Allison and Kacima got in on it.
1: Which calls into question, how come they couldn't find Sarah? Because she's local to Toronto. She's from England because, you know, she has a Cockney accent. So why wasn't she found in England or Canada? And who is blocking people from finding her?
0: I'm thinking it might have been an internal blocking. Like, Beth did find Sarah's file, but it was like, uh, this is a grifter piece of shit. I'm not going to tell her... I'm not going to include her in the, like, do-something-about-it team.
1: Well, I I think it's part, like, dipping her toes into it. Like, holy shit, I'm a clone. Um, and finding the most rational people. Because, again, why was she in the train station that Sarah was pulling into. Um, I think it's I mean, I don't know what to say about that yet, but I hope they'll come up with something smart to say and <laughs> somewhat witty.
0: You'll just have to keep listening. God damn it. listen to us. <laughs> okay. um, so they start off talking about like the history of the conspiracy.
1: Yeah, and um, Kasima becomes even more enamored with it. Uh, this is why Kasima is my favorite is because one, she's really chill, and two, she's just really curious. And I identify with that. I feel like if I were stuck in the situation, I would hopefully be like Kasima. Just um.
0: <laughs> like, man, this is serious. But it's also awesome.: Yeah, and, I want and to
1: know more. So uh, she says, uh, she asks Sarah, "Who made us, who is the original, and why are they trying to kill us?" And Kasima, you know, really tries to convince Sarah to keep up the ruse as Beth, because she now has a biological imperative to protect the rest of the clones, because people are coming after them to kill them, and Sarah's at risk anyway. And that's her contribution, is that Beth was a cop. And that's yeah,
0: how... the information gathering right. tools.
1: Right. And, um, you know, that was very, very valuable. Otherwise, they're just shit out of luck. Yeah.
0: So basically, uh, she didn't ask to be Beth, but they need her to stay being Beth until they figure this whole thing out.
1: Right. And, um, Cosima tells her that, uh, gets serious for a moment and says, try to keep your sense of humor. Beth couldn't. And, uh, Sarah responds with just one question. Do you have that little dry patch of skin between your eyebrows too? And, uh, I, I, I really love that moment because they both laugh with one another because they, in my mind, recognize the absurdity of their situation and that...
0: It does pay to have a sense of humor about it.
1: Right. Right. Um, so...
0: Art lets Beth know that because she seems to be having problems with her gun, uh, he has booked a gun range sessions for them uh, the day after tomorrow. So there's a ticking clock and that she has 48 hours to, one, learn how to use a gun, and two, like, prove to Art that she knows what the hell she's doing and that she can get
1: Right, so this puts uh Sarah in preca- and, you know an odd situation because she has to keep up the conspiracy and go further into being Beth, and she's not very comfortable with it, but she knows it's important. So um, she calls Casima again. Casima's like, "Well, we both know someone who knows how to shoot a gun, and who's that person? But Allison Hendricks, soccer mom, soccer mom. Um, I really love this scene. Uh." I'm going to say that I love every clone scene, but this one's really good.
0: But this one is special.
1: (laughs) It is special. Because, you know, you get to really see, again, who Allison is. And it's like, I fail to see how someone like you could fill Beth's shoes. And Allison really shows her how to shoot a gun. And how to hold it. And curiously, you know, they have the classic bottles on a fence thing, but then they have a stuffed cow. and where did that stuffed cow come from, and why was Allison so mad at it? I
0: don't know. I'm, I'm assuming, like, one of her kids just didn't want it anymore. <laughs> or maybe they did want it, and they just, like, screwed up recently, and she's like, oh, I'll show you, you little, you're, you're grounded, and Mr. Newface is getting in the face with a gun. Right. Yeah, they, um, they have their little shooting lesson, and Allison sort of gives Sarah some insight into the type of person that Beth was. Uh, she mentions that Beth was the one who like, introduced her to firearms and, uh, as a way to keep her children safe, since there was someone who was hunting them down and trying to hurt them. Uh, Beth was the one who showed Allison uh, like how to use a firearm and how to shoot and even though they weren't that close Allison was really grateful to her for that and she explains to Sarah that she really looked up to Beth and basically that basically tells Sarah that she has some huge shoes to fill
1: right and actually this is the scene where um, DeAngelis I don't know Angela, DeAngelis, and Art go out to deal with Katia's case in the Islandside Park. And as they're doing this, as they're figuring out what those tire tracks mean, and they find the Barbie doll, uh, Mrs. S and Sarah have this, like, beautiful scene together. It's, it looks like the same, the same part of town where her, quote-unquote, funeral. funeral was. Yeah. And they're birdwatching which i forgot until i watched this episode again that mrs s liked to bird watch and uh she says this very telling you know not telling but poignant line it was like those are Barrow's golden eyes sarah do you remember just passing through and she looks at sarah with a heavy eye with that and uh or knowing eye yeah and
0: it's like you know what i'm really talking about
1: right and sarah's like you know you're not you're not kira's legal guardian and you're not mine either and uh mrs s was like you have one chance to prove that you can stay still and be in kira's life and i'll let you see her once and if you don't prove me um prove that you can then you won't see her and then sarah's like well i'm her mother and Mrs. S goes, Well then I'll tell, you know, Protective Services what's going on And Sarah says, You wouldn't do that to her but then Mrs. S turns around and says
0: I'd do that to you.
1: I'll do that to you. And again, badass motherfucker over there, Irish Wolfhound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that is her unofficial name.
1: No, no, seriously, I don't see why like none of the other podcasts I listened to picked up on that. They don't have IMDb, y'all. We have IMDb. We're, the, we're in the know. We're no. the
0: professionals.
1: We're film school students.
0: Exactly. Um, so, during uh, the shooting lesson, uh, Allison couldn't find a sitter, but Sarah was nice enough to provide Felix as a babysitter for Allison's kids, and, and that goes just as well as you'd think it would.
1: I think it really w- went really well, given the circumstances.
0: It went fantastically.
1: Uh, he basically walks in and asks where the drinks are and asks if they want to cross-dress. And Gemma jumps at the chance and Oscar is like, No!
0: But he's totally wearing a dress with back. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah. So, Felix won him over in the end. Mm-hmm. I think the most adorable part of that scene is when he's like, Felix is like getting his things to go and the kids are both like, No, don't leave.
1: Mommy, can he stay the night?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Just precious.
1: And, um, you know, there's a moment right before that that Allison and Sarah are sitting in the car outside, and um, Allison's, as, usu- as per usual, as far as we've seen, is very anxious and is like, my kids can't know that I'm a freak, and asks Sarah not to use the, clone, the C word clone. So it, it has some parallels on like different identities in society and shame and I think it, it's done very well. Yeah, uh, I
0: have a lot of friends who um, like, trust me with their secrets, like they're out to me but they wouldn't want me to like, mention the particulars in a public setting.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Amal is very a very trustworthy person. Yay. So right here. Um, and so in that moment, we also figure out where the money comes from. That was in Beth's account, $75,000. Uh, Allison basically levels with Saranen's like, I'm going to choose to trust you because I don't have any other choice. Beth was a cop, Kasima's a scientist, and I had money. Seventy five grand and I gave it to her to coerce people to give us information. And that's the only way we're gonna survive and get through this. And Sarah's like, Oh shit, I can't betray them now.
0: Yeah. Oh she realizes uh that there would be consequences for her just taking the money and running.
1: Yeah, I mean she she realizes like she sees in person, up close, what the consequences of her actions will do to people, whereas usually she doesn't get that involved.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, um, you know, in the opening scenes when she takes Beth's, uh, identity, she's like, fuck it.
0: I didn't really know this person, uh, saw them die, that was disturbing, but I'm just going to take their stuff, so they don't need it anymore.
1: Right, and, uh, you know, they convene back at Beth's house.
0: Uh, so... Yeah, uh, Felix is still kind of, uh, feeling Sarah out, like, trying to direct her in how she should deal with this whole clone situation, and they're still not exactly reaching consensus, but that doesn't matter because they're interrupted. And Paul, uh, Sarah, or at this point Beth's, uh, erstwhile boyfriend, magically shows up and uh, to get some of his things.
1: And uh, Felix has to hide or like Sarah pushes Felix to hide and he exclaims I can't hide in minimalist furniture. So she, he rushes into the, the closet of all places. Into the closet. Back right. into the closet with you, Felix.
0: Intended.
1: Totally intended.
0: But yeah, Paul is his usual angry bro self uh, grabs some shirts and is trying to leave when Sarah, still posing as Beth, uh, tries to make up with him and ends up making out with him while Felix watches from the next room.
1: Right. Well, um, Paul, Sarah's like, Paul, what are you doing? And Paul states, uh, you're hot and cold all the time. How would you react if I did that? And she prompts him by saying, "Maybe you should try." and then he pushes her up against the wall and then leaves her high and not so dry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, what? Uh, Sarah and Sarah and Felix have a nice little laugh about that after Paul leaves.
1: Yeah, um again, Jordan Gavarius, you wonder, kind. Um, and then Sarah and Art the next morning go to a shooting range where she proves to him that she actually does not use a Glock.
0: Thank you, Allison.
1: Thank you, Allison. And so the next scene is them investigating. They they identify the tire tracks, the motorcycle tracks, as a Suzuki, and they're investigating um, registered Suzuki motorcycles in the city, and they find one that's been stolen, and it's in a Ukrainian neighborhood, so they go and the woman who owns the building I would guess or her son owns the building and she's like he's not home so they go and try and investigate and the doors open so I guess in cop speak that means come on in and they do and uh they're looking around they see motorcycle gear and there's all these like bible verses and are there drawings on the wall
0: there was considerable bible verses drawn on the wall
1: okay so there's bible verses drawn on the wall yet again and uh someone shoots through the window from outside the second story there's a balcony shoots through the window grazes art's head um it goes right over his temple and um he's down for the count his hearing is gone and for the moment and uh sarah's like oh shit and pulls out her gun and hesitantly was like okay i'm doing this
0: Uh, after art tells her Go after him while I lie here bleeding. So she, who has never fired a gun before until this week, uh, (laughs) chases after the perk, uh, scared out of her mind, Mm -hmm. and still has the presence of mind to uh, call for help on the phone as she is pursuing this uh, mysterious shooter.
1: And uh it's it's really funny because uh she's hit from behind with a pole. With a pole and she falls to the ground and the assailant has uh this green army green jacket on with fur lining on the cuffs and the hood and I was like, Goodbye Beth Childs, Elizabeth Childs and at the last moment she's like, I'm not Beth in her native accent. And um, the assailant, we see from um, a low angle, pull you know, sits back and pulls up off the hood. And we see that's another clone. Um,
0: uh, um, dun, dun,
1: dun, dun, with blonde, frizzy hair and a Ukrainian accent and very stilted actions. Um, you can tell she's a little deranged at this point.
0: Just a little bit.
1: Just a little bit. And uh, she says one of uh, my favorite lines. There's, a, there's always going to be a favorite line for every episode. But she says, dirty little copy cop. And, and when I first watched it, like I know this is a small line, but I thought it was just like copy cop, like playing on the word cop, but not mm-hmm. saying she's a copy of the cop. And when I realized that, I was like, that's pretty cool. I know it's small. Um, <laughs> And uh, while she's distracted by looking at Sarah's face, Sarah grabs a piece of rebar and jams it into the right side of her body, right where her liver is. And uh, she pulls back, and she's like, Oh, shit, you stabbed me.
0: Well, I have a gun, so...
1: Yeah, and I then and then she says, uh, Not yet, not Beth. And leaves behind a knife with a fish handle. She, uh, flees on the bike.
0: And Art, finally, um, picks up his ear and rushes to the scene where, uh, Sarah slash Beth Wait, is still lying on the ground.
1: Did, did his ear get shot off?
0: No, I'm just being exaggerated.
1: Oh, I was like, I didn't see that.
0: We you um, talking about Aaron. <laughs> Were you even watching the show? Gosh.
1: Yeah, Maul.
0: am uh, so... I'm so unprofessional. Anyway.
1: And um, what this situation presents for uh, Sarah is that she's now legit as Beth in Art's eyes. And Art gives her the money back and says that they're even. Or that he owes her. And then she says, no, we're even. And, uh, but as, as far as Sarah as Beth goes, like, she's set now. She's fooling everyone, but because the assailant is another clone, she feels very unhinged and very unsafe, and so it's a weird emotion for her to play, especially for Tatiana Maslany.
0: Who, as we've said before, is perfect.
1: Is brilliant. And the next scene, I think, is great. Um,
0: she it's, a po- good, it's a good character development scene for it, Sarah. Definitely. So, she she and Felix go over to Mrs. S's uh, to see Kira, and Sarah is psyching herself up, and she's about to go in, and then she sees Mrs. S, like, playing, reading Kira's story, and, like, putting her on her back and carrying her around piggyback, and sort of, like, doing all of these motherly things, and she sort of steps back for a moment, and then gets back in the car with Felix and is like, I really need to get my shit together. Like, I can't just cut and run with the clones' money. Like, it's not fair to them. And uh, Kira deserves, like, a responsible mother figure, so I need to, if I'm going to do this visit, then I need to do it right.
1: Right, and it's, I think it's very, very uh, poignant, and, um, what we close on is Elena, standing in someone's bathroom pulling out the rebar, but the way she does it, she's like very self-flagellating? No. Um... She does it very casually. Like, she knows it's gonna hurt, but she has to do it anyway.
0: Yeah, she's... This is definitely not the first injury she's treated.
1: Right, and she's topless, and we see her from behind. And, um criss on our back with razor blades is our angel wings So we definitely see there's a religious aspect to Helena's behavior and a Quick production note um, When they were putting together the different aspects of the clones Tatiana and the creators uh, Graham Manson and John Fawcett really were really uh actually no, Tatiana was talking with the makeup team and talking about how they could convey Helena's sort of deranged upbringing with a religious aspect and they were thinking of doing different kinds of prosthetics and uh, finally Tatiana was just like why don't you just carve angel wings into my back so that's what they did and I think it works really well I would agree and a quick production note Uh, when they're at the Ukrainian house and they come to the door of this it's a suspect this uh little screech comes up and it throws you it's our turning point in the whole series and it just keeps playing and that's the new clones uh, theme song
0: yes we don't know her name yet
1: we don't know her name yet but she's definitely hardcore Hardcore. so she's uh,
0: coming to get them.
1: definitely what were your favorite parts of the episode
0: Favorite part of the new phone, as always, is a is a is a bonus. Uh, but I have to say, hands down, it would be Felix's adventures with Allison's kids, <laughs> adventures in drag with Uncle Felix.
1: So long, dragsters. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of the episode, I guess. It was Kasima uh, and Sarah at the bar because Kasima is very empathetic and she you could tell she's in tune with a lot of different emotions and so she realizes that it's a bit of a trip for Sarah to be confronted with everything and she really, um, you know, when we first met her over the phone, she was more very business. She was like, get samples from the dead German, where's the briefcase, give me the briefcase, why don't you do this? She basically sees that sarah is not a bad person doesn't mean them harm but is stuck in this awful situation the same way she is and i mean they come from different parts of the world and different spaces but they're in this together and i really like the bonding moment all right thanks for tuning in to the third episode of the lead a lowdown you can reach us at the lead a lowdown on twitter tumblr and gmail Thank you for listening. Have a good one.